Welcome to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. Conspiracy junkies and fellow truthers, we've been bringing the heat all fucking year, like the year's been that long. But there is no shortage of heat today because we have on Ron from New England, the host of the Wicked Planet podcast. And I've become a recent fan of this guy who is also in the building today is Anonymous Sean. How are you guys doing? We're doing, we're doing good, Catalyst. How are you? Hey, thanks for having us on. Hey, I got to tell you, I've had to rope Sean down to come in and do this show because <laughs> he can be very elusive. Yeah. Man, I know. But so, he's here. Uh, but, but we're so doing I a heard- doubleheader. We're doing a doubleheader today. We're doing yours and then we're doing ours right after. So, Oh, hell yeah. So knock yeah. Them, knocking them out. So I, I first yeah. heard, uh, Sean, I heard you on the episode that came out on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, you were talking about devolution and I was really into it and uh, I wanted to get you on. So after the fact, I had reached out to Ron and I was like, yo, man, I need to get your friend on because the, some of the shit that he was talking about is, is the stuff that I've been researching and I want to know more. It sounds like he knows a lot more than I do. And uh, there was somebody on the show at the time that was talking a lot. So I didn't get to hear everything that I wanted to hear from you. And so I reached out and he was like, well, we'll see what we can do. But Lo and behold, here you are. Man, it is such a pleasure to have you guys on, both of you. Uh, Ron, you know I'm a big fan of yours. And oh, so thank you, sir. I was thinking today before I started, I was like, how am I going to introduce Ron? Because Buckley is fucking like the introduction king. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been, yeah. uh, you've been forgotten about it's more things crazy, than you're man. known for, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, he might be showing up. He's off of work early today. Uh, so he said he had messaged me before and I told him that we were getting ready. Sean and I were going to do a show with you. And he said, well, I'm, I might be a little bit early. So, so we'll see, he might be able to make a cameo towards the end. Oh, that would be amazing. So, uh, I kind of want to jump right into it with you guys. So, uh, before we get into devolution and everything, uh, Ron, you've been on the show before, but for some of my new listeners, uh, can you tell us about your show and what it is that you do over there at Wicked Planet? Well, Wicked Planet started out as a uh, conspiracy comedy show. Uh, in, in, uh, of course, I'd made a lot of appearances on other shows like Dangerous World, Legit Bat, My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. I've had your friend Deplorable Janet on multiple times. I just recently did a show with her. And we go into different subjects. like So it will vary from week to week. But we cover all the conspiracy stuff. I like to talk a lot about geopolitics. And then when Sean comes in on the show, we talk about uh, modern problems that are happening and how they tie into scripture, which is something that super interests me. And I know Sean is really on top of that stuff. So 
uh, your listeners are going to be in for some, uh, I don't know, mind-blowing stuff, I think, today. <laughs> it uh, might, be, might be a show that they'll have to listen to a few times so that they can wrap their head around it. But uh, but mostly mostly we just talk about uh, subjects. Sometimes we do current events. Sometimes we talk about Bigfoot, UFOs, and all the other normal stuff. But we like to get into stuff that's really deep and stuff that people are not familiar with, and other shows aren't talking about. So that's kind of what we do on the Wicked Planet, and we have some really crazy stuff lined up going into our third year. We're going to be ending our second year uh, in March. So, uh, so yeah, so so your listeners, be ready for that. It's it's going to get really interesting. Uh, you, we're, we're going to take the show to the next level, basically. Well, I can't wait for that because you're already kind of a trendsetter, I would say, in our community. I, I feel like a topic comes up on Ron's show, and then a few weeks later, I'm hearing that topic on everyone else's show. <laughs> We've actually noticed that ourselves, and, and I'm totally cool with that. I mean, yeah. we talk about things that are just out of the norm, you know, and we will hit on subjects that might be similar to other people's shows, but I like fresh stuff, like fresh out of the oven. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm actually, uh, so I appreciate that. I th- thank you for the compliment. Oh, yeah, for sure, man, because I'm totally, you know, I'm friends with a lot of people in this community and I, I love them all to death. But I, I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I don't listen to everybody's show, but you have me coming back every time I see that Ron has a new episode. I'm like, oh, I'm listening to that one. All right. Well, thank you very <laughs> much. Cool. Wow. So um, you were talking about like the, the whole uh, biblical aspect of it and uh, geopolitics, and that's kind of been a, a thing lately. And not lately, I would say it's been something that we've been dealing with forever. However, everything is kind of up up in your face right now. And uh, I've explained this in a few of my shows, how I see it as uh, basically good and evil in a foot race. And they're coming down the home stretch and you see that ribbon and they're both running towards that ribbon as fast as they can. And I feel like that's where we are right now. They're showing their hand. They're, they're not scared to expose what they really, what their agenda is and what's going on. And I feel like that is uh, for purpose. There's biblical reasons for this. And uh, we are truly living in the end times. Would you guys disagree with that? I don't disagree. Sean will definitely give you, give you his <laughs> standpoint there. Nope. Um, for sure. And that's what I try to bring to Ron's show is just trying to connect current events and events of the past um, and make it relevant to what's going on in, in uh, the larger picture, because this thing gets so narrowly focused and compartmentalized that it becomes very difficult um, to navigate through because it, it's difficult to begin with, but you're, you're just seeing a very small piece of it. And it, 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 that's, it's not going to work that way, but it's intentionally um, made and convoluted in that fashion. So you can't make sense of it. Right. Um, so Sean, on the episode that I had just brought up where you, it was, cause you guys have done three now, I believe on this, on this topic. And the first one that came out was on Thanksgiving, like I had said, and you were a breath of fresh air to me because I've been talking about Q I've been talking about devolution and how it, it ties in with biblical times it, 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 as far back as when Eve was deceived and it's all culminating right now. And you are the first person that I heard out loud speaking about this and i was just blown away would you like to talk about that because i would definitely like to talk about that um and we could start however you want to start uh, how you started p- piecing these 
together where you're at right now, um, however you want. The floor is both yours, gentlemen. Okay. Um, so the Q thing, and first of all, I'd like to separate Q from Q and on because the anons, it's something they've conflated the two. Yes. Um, and Q was simply the, 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 the posting, the drops for Chan and such that were out there for the public to read. And then the anons were commenting on them and giving their opinion. And it's all become QAnon now. So there's a distinction between the two. First of all, I became aware of Q um, when he first started dropping. And I'm not even sure how that came about. In my research, it showed up and I just started following it. Um, it served, from my perspective, it served a much different purpose um, than others are seeing. And for this reason. So I've done a little poking around the internet. Now, I normally don't, you have to refresh my memory on even the shows we've done. I don't re-listen to them and I don't listen to other people's podcasts. I just do my own thing. Right. Okay. So one thing over time that I realized, and I'm talking going back 25 years now, um, because of circumstances in my life and some things I came up against, um, my eyes are open to corruption in a way that um, it's just something you're not generally exposed to. I had two major events in a very short period of time and found they linked together. They seemed um, that there were separate events, but behind the scenes, they weren't. The, the people that were the movers and the shakers, the ones who were in positions to do things at levels most didn't think were possible, um, they all were united. And it didn't even matter about the political party even. So, so it was like the Anarch Antarctic Treaty, but against you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely against me. Um, but one of the things I learned is that I wasn't going to back down from it. So there, there was a there was an event that occurred. One was a criminal event. It was a uh, just a devastating event. A family member ended up dead, and then it, it never got looked into. And it appeared it was being covered up. And then as we delved more into it, it became more bizarre, and it and it became even um, harder to to believe what had actually occurred. So. Back then, I, I was looking into it, and the more I looked into it, the more came against me. I'm being vague intentionally. I just this is because I, I was getting out because I've heard you brush on it on, on right. the other show, and and I know that you're not going to get fully into it. For my listeners, right. know that I'm not asking certain questions for a reason. Okay, mm. and so there's a point where, in this particular case, that the the system, I'm just going to say the legal system that came against me, I didn't do anything criminally wrong. It was someone and a family member who ended up dead. And uh, the system failed at every turn. So I realized it, it wasn't there for me, although I was brought up to think it was. And there was a point where I was approached to just completely never talk about it again. And that was even more mind boggling because the approach was with a blank check. So you're thinking, wow. How is it they can do this? Circumvent the legal system and then, you know, say, hey, shut up forever and we'll give you this. Right. And, and that makes me wonder, like, you know, you're just uh, an average Joe, right? You would consider yourself just a normal everyday person. How many people have they come to with this hush uh, tactic with, you know, and and all the different things that they're covering up? It's just scary that you hear about these kind of things and you think it's something that you only see in movies. And then here you are on my show talking about it being a real life thing. Yeah. So I didn't take the money and, uh, I had docu my, documented myself very well. Um, and 
one of the conditions if I had taken it was I could never talk about it again. It would be a gag order associated with it. And so I didn't take the money and then I, I chose to talk about it. So that was 25 years ago. And I knew about things back then, like um, in the state I live, I reported voter fraud. Very similar to what you're seeing now in the news 25 years ago. Wow, okay. Uh, um, I was talking about the human trafficking, child trafficking 25 years ago. So this stuff that for a lot of people is just coming out to their, coming to their attention now. I mean, I've been over two decades talking about this. Well, yeah, what, what I find that's interesting is <clears throat> just for a little background, Sean and I have been friends since childhood. Now I'm talking like elementary school. Uh, our dads were, were friends. Uh, our family owned the local garage that was kind of a hangout and, um, and a place that was uh, uh, known for uh, a place where you could get things other than gasoline for your car and uh, repairs on your car. Okay, so we'll just leave it at that. Right. And uh, so I know and I can back up 100% what Sean is talking about because I was there with him the whole time. And, uh, and, and the thing that was interesting is uh, there was a long period of time where we really didn't see each other that often. But I knew that Sean was getting into uh, kind of trying to leave it, lead his life in more of a uh, religious way. Sean, would you say it, call it like that? Until, yeah. until he figured out the corruption in that system. But, but that didn't stop him from looking into scripture and looking into maybe uh, reasons why things were happening to him and some crazy stuff happened. Like, like it's no joke. I mean, there's even stuff that's going on that we, we have to be extremely careful about talking on even on the wicked planet about. Okay. But it's, it's how they tie, how Sean has been able to tie scripture into in not only going back to Adam and Eve, but even pre-Adam and Eve, when we bring up the subject of the beast of the fields, right? Yep. Right. So, so if that's something you guys uh, want to kind of touch on, I think, I think Sean would have some interesting stuff to you because there's a lot of parallels of what's going on, and I think there's no question, like whatsoever, that we are in a battle of good versus evil. Now, we we see it being exposed more and more over the last year and even more so in the last few months. Right. I oh, mean, the, the fact, the fact that this election was stolen in my opinion, okay. Is it's almost like it had to happen. Like, like everybody talks like Trump knew this was going to happen, but for the whole, the whole system to, to what's the word I'm looking for to repair itself or to come back to a level field, the existing system had to die. And this, I think, is where a lot of the original Q posts were coming in. Now, there's a lot of people that say it's a PSYOP. There was a lot. And I know, Catalyst, you and I have talked about this previously, how you used to follow the drops and you you paid attention to Q. Very much. And I, and, and I, think, and I think the whole disinformation thing came in is when QAnon came in and then everybody was associating QAnon with actual Q and not and not uh, understanding the difference between the two, so maybe the QAnon was brought in to kind of distract people from the actual Q. So let's just say Q was a real deal, right? They bring in QAnon, and then they come up with these outlandish things, and, and then of course the thing with the dates: oh, this is going to happen on this day, and these things never transpired. So what that did was that got people away from 
believing in Q or listening to Q. And then, it, of course, then it's a whole, it's a Russian uh, disinformation psyop, which the Russians do have a psyop that's very similar to Q, which basically tells everybody, sit back and trust a plan. You know, that's one of the things that we always pick on, trust a plan. So people were trusting the plan, in turn, not doing anything about it. But I think I, I love that you bring that up. And I and I love that you guys are separating uh, Q from QAnon because uh, I just had on memory hold and I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but mm -hmm. he was one of the ones uncovering all the Podesta emails and uh, making all that shit public. And uh, when he was talking, he kept saying QAnon and I wanted to uh, reiterate, I wanted to interrupt him and, and correct him. But so he he said something very important is that they saw the whole Pizzagate movement. Q did essentially saw the Pizzagate movement, went to 4chan, where they were exposing all of the Pizzagate stuff, and basically took that same wave that they were already surfing on and hijacked that wave of people and truthers. And what I like to say about Q is it was shiny. It was a magnet to all of us conspiracy junkies because all of the stuff that we dive into is really dark and has a dark ending to it. And Q had a happy ending. So it was shiny. It was it was very attractive to us. And it was new. It was something new too. It so. was something new and it was something like we were sick of all this shit, right? And how now here comes this thing. It's like, yo, you guys are sick of this? Well, guess what? We've we've been doing this in the works behind the scenes. There's don't worry about it. There's things going on. Now here's what here's what I don't like about Q. And and you said it could have been a psyop. It was a psyop because it was a psyop. They, they, 100%. And there there is good psyops, there's bad psyops and there's indifferent psyops. With Q, what he did, he or them, whatever it was, is it is it made people research things it made people start to critically think and it also made people look into things that otherwise wouldn't be looking into things that have to do with government corruption and i appreciate them for that because if it wasn't for q i wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys right okay. now. however q also pacified everybody they said uh you know enjoy the movie uh popcorn time shit like that right yeah trust the plan sit back and do nothing Right. Okay, so can I'd like to step in here because this is where I was going um, to begin with. Now, my perspective on Q is a little different. I'll tell you why. So I kind of let out with where I started, and I spent so much time out there talking about these different conspiracy topics before they were out there to be really researched, okay? And I developed a way to go about addressing them with people. And I did it the wrong way for a very long time. And by that, I mean you can give people too much too soon, Yes. And it overwhelms them and you'll lose them. The other thing is if if we were sitting and asked, Ron, when did you start to become awake? What was the topic that brought you to the point where, hey, it's not as it appears? And I asked you or your listeners, we're all probably going to come up with something different. Okay. Now, having said that, what Q brought to the table wasn't the singularity of like Pizzagate. I can tell you because I knew about Pizzagate stuff 25 years ago. Okay. Right. And even in more detail, that that topic alone the group could have got together and solved it way beyond what it even got solved, you wouldn't have gone anywhere because there's many pizza gates throughout the world and there's many high, um, many powerful people involved with pizza gate type scenarios, buildings, places, it's all interlinked together. So by coming in and offering other conspiracies up, it was a timing thing as well. So the psyops comes in, it's not, it's not there, to, I think, to, to dismiss. It was a timing thing for those involved in, in uh, 
ping pong pizza and all that. Okay. It comes, it brings all these different topics to the table. Now you've got people who weren't necessarily interested in conspiracies before, but something resonated with them. One of those other topics that Q brought to the table. And it made the difference of them because it's like a domino effect. There, there may be something that seems like unimportant to us, but I've seen this so many times with people. Um, it may be something that happened on Wall Street that corruption was involved, but it affected them in a way it didn't affect me. And their eyes started to be open. I was like, wow, that's what it took to get you on board with this? And then once one domino falls, others fall. Right. So Q had the added benefit of having all these different topics. It left it up to you to do the research. And that's another part of this. It's in very small bites. And you have to put something out there that piques their, their interest. And then they have to do the research. You can't do it for them. So as important in the whole Pizzagate thing and, and all of that existed, and, and I was pretty heavily into that at the time. I was following what was going on. Um, you guys just touched on the surface of what I saw. It is so much deeper. And if that get, those, multiple, those layers of that keep getting exposed more, more people are probably inclined not to believe it because it, it's, it's, well, it's vast. <laughs> well, that, well, that's part of the problem, Sean, is that the web of corruption is so massive, like so massive that what's coming out as far as stories that people are uh, exposing are so outlandish that this is why people won't believe it. Even if you present it to them on a silver platter with all the evidence needed. I've done it. It doesn't work. They still right. won't believe it. It is so crazy and so vast and so much money involved. I mean, all you got to do is look into the Panama Papers. And that's what I said last week, that I had this black pill epiphany, meaning, oh, my God, this is so huge. And I'm talking everything. Money laundering, drug trafficking, human trafficking, arms trafficking. It's so huge. And there's so many people at the upper levels that are involved that there's no way that it's ever going to end. I, I just don't see how it's ever going to end. So when you when you go, like you just brought up some different topics, when from the 30,000 foot view on this stuff, and I kind of describe it as like it's um, you're assembling a puzzle. Okay. Now, for me, the way it works is that there's a border to the puzzle and scripture was the border. Okay. So scripture is the border and then research I did or events I experienced became puzzle pieces. And even though I don't know how they fit, when I came to realize a truth was a truth and a topic, I set it aside as being a puzzle piece. Now, some of them find themselves into the puzzle right away. And some of them take a very long time years to find out where they go. So the assembling of the puzzle pieces. Now, Q as a psyops, it would have to be very controlled um, in regards to what information was released and the duration of time. I'm just going by my experience talking right. to people, thousands of people over time that to me, it was, it was ingenious. I'm like, this, this is whoever's doing this knows exactly what they're doing. Um, and that brings me to the Trump part of it. So at that point when Q came out, I wasn't a, I wasn't a follower of either party politics whatsoever. Um, I knew corruption at a level that uh, most didn't realize it existed. 
And I, my whole purpose was to continue trying to try scripture into what I knew to be factual in my life and then share it with others. Um, and then Trump came up and I started hearing stuff about human trafficking. I never heard it before. And some of the stuff that was being offered up was, wasn't on the news. It was, it was executive orders about human trafficking that he wasn't trying to get publicity out of. And that got my attention. So like, what is this guy all about? If, if he's not even using this as, as a launching platform, but yet this is what he's doing, it, is he part of the problem? So I was as big a skeptic as anybody. Right. Um, but in time, I realized that he wasn't, and he was serving a role. And then something around 2016, 17 in my research came up, and it was very vague. It talked about this, this counter plan to the New World Order. And some of the players were, were um, Howard Hughes, Nikolai Tesla, John Trump, which had been um, one of the partners, Nikolai Tesla, Donald Trump's uncle. And there were these names that come up, and it was very vague, and it, it got my attention. I'm like, is there something organized out there that's coming against this? So I started 25 years ago. I went to the church. I didn't grow up in church. I had these experiences that couldn't be explained in the church couldn't explain them, but there seemed to be some explanations in scripture that made sense to me. So I realized maybe the institution's not all correct, but I knew what I was experiencing. I couldn't deny. So it didn't take me long to figure out that the, the, the institution of church was just as corrupt as anything else out there. So I started yeah. taking scripture and applying it to what I was learning. And then this, this Trump dude starts, this guy who does the apprentice and stuff starts talking about scripture holding the Bible up, things like that later on. But for me, it was entirely different um, perspective at the big picture. Cause I'm like, this is, I don't know how this is going to end. I'm not really, doesn't make sense with what I've read about in scripture, how this ends. I kind of know how it began. And then uh, more and more, I, I became inclined to believe, okay, Trump's not the problem. Now, when I did more research to what became devolution, um, and I was saying it was not something you could go pick up and read about. You more or less had to look at the evidence of something had happened. Like there's something coming against the cabal. They're working um, and they're not always getting the results they want. But what is it that's coming against them? And I saw evidence and started looking back in time and realizing that um, there's quite a bit of evidence that their new world order has hit a number of different obstacles. And who is the architect of those obstacles? So that's what, that's what gave me uh, chills when you started talking about this. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want to know, because you also brought up Trump. And the reason why I left the Q movement and, and I still have hope that, that it's playing out based on the things that you have been saying. But it's because Trump is, is a, a he, he's a Zionist. He's a um, is he not a. a seen all the time showing hand symbols of um well, he, well he's a jesuit also that's what i meant to say is he's a jesuit yeah. all his kids went to jesuit schools and and so you know both both birds belong to baphomet or both wings belong to baphomet and so this is this is where and i mean we, we don't know what i do know and what's kept me as i assemble these puzzle pieces and we all have a free will in this and um trump is no different than anyone else um, the way I look at it is this. 
Trump brought something to the table under devolution. What did he bring to the table as president? What did he do? What is he known for? He's a deal maker, right? Yeah, absolutely. He wrote a book called The Art of the Deal. Okay, so what did he do in his presidency? He's not a he's not a physician. He's not a he's not a general. What was he? He was a deal maker. And what did he do that was so effective in his presidency? He made deals, right? Yeah. Amazing okay. deals. Like so amazing deals. So he's perfect person for the job. Now, under devolution, if if the way I've come to understand it is that there's people throughout this whole course that are going to serve a role and then they're going to be on to the next one. And, and part of the reason it's important is is that there can't be one person involved in this that holds all the cards. And so, for example, Trump, the role he played, as far as I'm concerned, he played his role very well, and he may be done. And he probably is. So if he brought that to the table and he was effective, then let's see the next, what the next iteration of this thing is in this devolution plan, which is a dismantling of a new world order plan that's been being put together for over a hundred years, probably even more than that. It goes back to the garden ultimately, but in in modern times, um, how it's been orchestrated to the point where they can control the world to the degree that they have. So one of the things, if you go back and I'm not sure when you got on board with, with this research, uh, evolution, uh, probably about two years ago, there was a gentleman, and I can't remember his name right now, but he he went on the X-22 report and started talking about devolution. And I was really bent out of shape about what had transpired between inauguration and nothing happening and all that stuff. And okay. I would like to and I would like to point out the fact that it was my own fault for de being disappointed in that because I was going off of a non's research rather than going off of what Q actually said. Right. No, right. no time did Q say that there was going to be arrests on inauguration day. That's something that a non right. said. And, and so a non's failed us. Well, now. so let me bring this to the table. So, uh, and again, this is my point of view, but when, when Q said, sit back and, um, you know, grab some popcorn and watch the show, that's exactly what I did. I haven't stopped my research. It's like saying, hey, I'm going to go on vacation to Florida, right? I'm going to relax in Florida. Well, you may not know is I'm going to go to Universal Studios. I'm going to Disneyland and do all the go fishing um, on the coast and so forth. But it's encompassed in the statement that, oh, I'm going on vacation. So I've sat back, enjoyed the show. I I'm more encouraged than I've ever been in 25 years. I'm right. able to do that because I can, I can eat the popcorn and watch back. And I'm not any less involved. I'm not talking to people any less, but I can see where that may be taken that way. I didn't take it that way. That, oh, my work's done. I can just sit back and not have to talk to you anymore. I, I felt relieved. Like, man, there's, there's, this thing is way bigger than I thought. It's, it's much more organized. Now, from the biblical perspective, it has to be. Because God being one of the, the main players in all of this, and the creator of all, he's not losing. In the end, he's not going to lose. Right. It's legal. Okay. It's a spiritual war. It's a legal battle. So what devolution is, it's a legal plan to legally dismantle um, the system that's been put in place to use against us. So in yeah. my research, it became, what's the system? And then who are they? Right. And, and I'm, I'm probably jumping around all, all over the place here because you're going to say things that will spark up uh, certain things that will make, sure. me, make me remember certain things. But um and it was, and it's out of my head that freaking fast. It, it, that's, that's how catalyst brain works. Uh, look Happens to me all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, dang it! I, I totally forgot what I was going to ask you. I'm sorry. 
Um, now, I'll, I'll bring this into a, a different area of scripture, okay? So from back to the time of Adam and Eve, there was a plan that God had had for mankind. Okay, remember, the mankind, right? We're talking the beasts of the field. There's something else going on there back in the garden. Now, throughout scripture, you find that there's legal arrangements that are made throughout scripture. And God is actually in a courtroom, heaven, in Jesus in the right hand as an advocator advocate for us up there. So it becomes a legal, it's structured legally. It has to be that way. So, so if it was structured legally, that must mean that there were some ground rules or some rules set in place that initially had been broken, correct? Correct. Correct. And so right to the, the misleading of the even in the garden. And they've never, so it's like a legal system. Um, as an illustration here, we're, we're all subject to a legal system. And I told you, I came up against it and found out it didn't work for me. Because right. they corrupted it. Okay. So ultimately, in the end, it's going to be a legal system that is going to work properly. We got to get to that point in this. And part of what's going on is that there was something given to Adam and Eve in their generations, which was Earth. And Earth is ancient. And there was a lot going on way before Adam and Eve were here. And there was a rebellion that took place. And part of the rebellion was to gain custody of Earth. Now, Adam and Eve came in, and they failed their role in it, and then you, you keep going on through Scripture, and when they talk about covenants and stuff, those are legal agreements. Now, to project this out a little, and I don't want to go down that rabbit trail right now, but um, there's the physical and, and there's the um, spiritual realm to all of this. There's a parallel to all of this. So Trump's negotiating all these deals that we know about. As our leader of this country, what other deals are being negotiated we don't know about? Because right. he's in the position to negotiate spiritual deals, too. That's the problem with having, like, a Biden in the White House. Well, is he really in the White House, too? That's another thing we can jump into. But there's just so many things going on with that guy that just doesn't – it's not adding up as far as him being a real person and in the White House. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. We talked about on the show. I think we have, we have dueling presidencies. We talked about this. We had David and Saul. We have that example in Scripture about two kings uh, being in charge at the same time. One being obedient to God, one not. One God's choice, the other not. Um, so, this, uh, and back to Trump. So, looking at, he played a role. Um, and I'm going to go back to the, uh, I think I had asked you this earlier, but uh, maybe the Tea Party movement, was that before your time that you heard about? I know about it, yeah. Yeah. So, what happened? It got organized, right? And it got dismantled. <laughs> it got infiltrated is what happened. Right. So, this plan of devolution, part of it is going to be that it has to be so widespread that you can't just infiltrate it and take it over. So Q, Q posts got people's attention on many different topics. Um, and what, it's what the Bible called seed sowing. That's what I came to learn. It took me a long time to figure out. I couldn't just do these big dumps on people. Um, I had to do it a little bit at a time. They had to have time to digest it. Um, and then from there, do their own research. So Q left it open to do the research. Now, from a biblical perspective, the earth that Adam and Eve lost custody of can only be gotten back through human beings, mankind. So people of the world, this isn't just about the United States, this is a, this is a world event, although we're at the forefront, and, and we built this evil empire. We were the slaves in a system that they manipulated us to build and create that they could then use to their advantage and against us. That's what we find ourselves now. 
And that's yeah, another, can, uh, another, go ahead. Can we uh, go back? And, and like I said, I, I'm going to be sporadic here, but um, good. let's go back to, uh, to Adam and Eve and when Eve was uh, deceptive, because this theory is not original to me, but it's a theory that I also um, uh, subscribe to. And it is that uh, we have two bloodlines. It is that the deception uh, was actually her being impregnated by satan and we know that uh you can have twins from two different fathers a mother can bear mm -hmm. two different fathers uh seed and i feel like we have uh, a descendant of satan and we also have a descendant of adam and okay. and that's where the bloodlines are and now we're all mixed in that and in within those bloodlines and that's why we all have evil within us and uh so if the people in this this also plays into my whole npc thing too which is a totally different rabbit hole. But um, so if the people are going to be able to win this battle, is there any real people left? Are we all just muddied with this uh, corrupt, uh, different bloodline? So I don't disagree with you. And I take it a step further because if they're beasts of the field and they're animal-like more than they're human-like, we have, and again, this was from a show of ours we went through a few weeks ago. You've got... If you take Adam and Eve's genetics and these beasts of the field, which is another whole rabbit trail, but um, and they start interbreeding with one another, you get one genetic line that's going to come down and one's going to rise up. One's going to evolve and one's going to devolve. And yes. if you focus on that, the evolving side, boy, the science of that would be very interesting to prevent to the world because that's going to be before us, I think, at some point. But the reality is you've got one side that lived hundreds of years it's now mixed with another gene pool. And when you're talking about the expiration of genetics, you know, we talk about cannibalism, which keeps wearing his head in this thing. All right, well, this other bloodline is animalistic. It is cannibalistic. So that's going to rear itself in certain ways in society through expression in genes. So it, and Sean, and this, and this is where you can make the parallel between scripture and modern day. Because because what do we hear about the elites? Not only that we that they're pedophiles and that they do these horrific things to kids and and humans and, and slaves or whatever, but we're also hearing like the spirit cooking thing. Yeah, Marina and, uh, Marina yeah, Abramovich. Oh yeah, and Abramovich. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then we hear that people are being cannibals, and we know that that in itself can bring on all kinds of uh, medical problems like Kuru and a few other things. But what's interesting is if you take cannibal, that, that is, that word is derived from Canaan, from Canaan and Baal, right? I mean, cannibal, cannibal. cannibal. Yep. So it would make sense that these early beasts of the fields were cannibals, right? I mean, that's, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's a simplistic version of it, but I mean, you could do, that was a research and then come out with the same uh, the same ending. There, there's more than just it beast of field is foul of the air. There's more of them. We can kind of I I did our programs on one beast of field because I can link it in a way that's going to be more tangible to people. Um, in, as we present more puzzle pieces over time. So my point on the show is to present puzzle pieces um, and not overwhelm folks and and have them do the own assembly in their own minds as they put their puzzle together. 
Right. So, and so you've actually been doing that for me while listening to these two, because when you're it's talking been working, about, <laughs> well, you're talking about the beasts in the fields. Right. And I automatically go to like the Vril Society and how what people refer to as re reptilians and stuff like that, that these uh, bloodlines and creatures uh, could actually still be among us and actually pulling strings behind closed doors. So and I, I don't want to go way down that trail, but, you know, when they're telling you to okay, everything that they've laid out to us is a distraction from something else. And it, it's, it, so when they're telling you the whole, the UFO conspiracy, for example, right? There's a lot more to that with the grays and stuff, but they got you looking up. Right. When I'm telling you, when they're telling you to look up, you need to be looking down. Yes. Because it's a distraction from something else. And if they, like War of the Worlds, Orson Welles in the 30s, and you watched how society acted then, and that was just about aliens. What if you got these giants and reptilians and all these other things that present themselves it's gonna be overwhelming so part of this unveiling that i hope to do over time as present the puzzle pieces eventually get to those rabbit trails and down those holes but not prematurely because it's gonna to be too much it's gonna they're gonna shut down um and, and it's gonna be a problem that's one of the things like when sean and i uh you know, in between shows would have our conversations and things. And I was like, well, yeah, because Sean could come at you with a lot of information and, and I get that we've known each other a long time. I understand it, but the general listener, and I'm not talking down to listeners. I'm just saying, right. They're not really ready for this. You know, just like Jack Nicholson, like you're not, you can't handle the truth. I think if they get, if the truth is giving to people in small doses, it's easily digestible for them. And then they can start putting the pieces together, right? So scripture addresses that as sowing seeds. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to figure out there's a reason why God says that. Give them a little bit of this and, and let someone else help, help grow it and water it. And I will flourish it because it's a process. Now we're, we're running into a very condensed um, time frame now where there isn't a whole lot of time to deal with oh, a lot of time left left yeah. to deal yeah. with so yeah. i want to ask one more thing just so i don't forget it forget it off here when it's kind of off subject but there was something else i came across and talking with folks with regards to a bunch of this and that was it seems like when q came out in in the whole trump this trump derangement thing is is bizarre because there's people who will accept all sorts of different truths and then if you enter trump they completely dismiss all of it so that was effective on their part to use to use Trump in the fashion they have as a tool to dismantle things because it works very well. But understand this for those that think that, okay, we, in 2016, 17, Q came, we had this movement going, it got destroyed. Um, and we had been much more effective if we were continuing to move forward and blah, blah, blah. Get real like prior to 2016, they had won. Yes. This was done. They it had Yes, it was definitely done. And and so when I woke up, it was when Obama was running from for president. And uh, one of my one of my good friends who's black, he's he's dead now. But back then uh, we were hanging out and I was talking. I was excited that Obama was going to be we we're going to have a black president. And he said, do not vote for that guy. And I was like, whoa, you're black. Why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> and he was like, because he's going to bring in the new world order. And I was like, what the fuck is the new world order? So, uh, you know, right. So, so we had troops on the border of Russia. Hillary was going to come in. We were going to start World War III. They were going to release the pandemic. Listen, I was telling people about this viral thing um, way before it, it happened, just because the information was out there. So they had won 
all they had to do was just win. If they had won the presidency at that point, put her in office, we wouldn't be talking right now. No. So those people that come to the table now and say, listen, you know, we were disrupting what we were doing. You wouldn't even have been around to do what you did if they had won that election. I'll tell you what, when they start, when people start looking into Obama's past and, uh, and you want to talk about a rabbit hole. I mean, not only is he related to half the other politicians and the Bushes, uh, the history of his mom, the history of his real dad, the history of his adopted dad is where he gets the uh, Obama right. name from. Uh, yeah, because his I real mean, name is Barry Sorteto. Yeah, so he was sold to the public. Now, I can remember years ago when he first became a senator for Illinois, how they were pushing, and this is something Sean and I talk a lot about too, how they will select a particular person, they push them to the top of the heap because they're using this person. Now, he's very charismatic. He was a good orator, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, I mean, to me, he's like he's using that uh, word magic on people, right? But I remember he hadn't even stepped foot in Senate, and they're already saying he's going to be president someday. So they had this all lined up. And then, and then, of course, the whole everybody was blinded by the fact that he was black. But let's forget, let's not forget about the half of him that's not. The half of him that's actually white. But but they focused on the black part. They 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 just gave him every tool that he needed, along with the tools that he already had, pushed him to the top of the heap. And this is and this is when it all really started to started to go. Like you say, bring it in the new world order and all this. He was their tool, just like how Zelensky is their tool in Ukraine. It's almost the same thing. He's almost basically ready to be canonized over there, right? I mean I cannot I mean, believe this, this is, is what the we're, world we're living in. This guy was doing music videos and high heels and BSM yeah. freaking clothing. And this is their Okay, leader. well, let's look at the history of Obama. Let's let's look at some of the things or some of the conspiracy theories that are tied to that. Not only the conspiracy theory that his wife is actually his husband, right? Which I which I feel as though uh, that I'm not going down the wrong road there. I think there's a lot of evidence to back that up. Things that he has said, mistakenly have said, the fact that we've got no pictures of her pregnant whatsoever. Joan Rivers comes out and says that uh, Michelle Obama's transgender and she mysteriously. Dies in some simple day surgery a couple of weeks later. I mean, a lot of these things are filling in. Like, like even Obama said, "Oh, I was born in Kenya." Oh no, now I was born in Hawaii. And then the whole thing that Trump was pushing about the the uh, what was the term they used for it? Like the birth certificate, like the birther, the birther conspiracy. But what I'm saying is, this was this was the beginning of their game. Catalyst was to get Obama pushed to the top to push their agenda. Now, what happened was, you know, even before that, Hillary was the anointed queen. And I can remember in the beginning of that, when they would have debates, Hillary would just blast the shit out of Obama. He, he's, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, he's the worst. But all of a sudden, as soon as Obama was the nominee, well, that, that switch got flipped. Now he's the best thing since sliced bread. Right, of course. Right? So it was it was only natural that they that the new world order would want Hillary to come in and be Barack Obama part two or two point which is basically what Joe Biden is now. Joe Biden's doesn't he's 
He's always been an idiot. Now, I'm not just beating up on him because I didn't vote for him. He's always been an idiot. I remember when he got kicked off, uh, he had to drop out of multiple races because of plagiarism. He makes stories up. He has no recollection of what's fact and what's, or, you know, fact, false, reality, whatever. He has none. He's, he's, to this day, he's got to be suffering from some type of dementia. And just look at the things that we're dealing with now with this whole documents uh, debacle. Like, like it was, like it was FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, but it's okay that, that uh, Biden is doing this, uh, keeping stuff at his own house when a vice president does not have the authority right. well, to do The hypocrisy of it all is just ridiculous. It's not yeah. illegal for uh, for Hunter Biden to do all the things that he does on no. his laptop, but it's illegal to look at it. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It or is, or, it's or even talk about it. It, it. And here's one other thing, and then we'll get off of the Biden thing. Hunter Biden's paying his father 49000 in change a month for rent for Joe Biden's house, right? Just right. happens to be the identical dollar amount that China is supposed to be paying Biden in kickbacks a month. I know that's a new story. It's real fresh, but check it out because, yeah, because I haven't there's, heard a lot, that. there's a lot of stuff to back that up. Okay, so is that not newsworthy? Is that not worth fucking looking into? Is that not worth, like, having the view run their mouths about how Joe Biden is is, is the best thing that there ever was and how Trump is just, uh, should be, you know, I mean, there's people calling for Trump to be killed. I mean, right. it, this is this is getting insane. I mean, but it's all part of the new world of what is agenda. And just like what's going on in Davos right now, the, the World Economic Forum and all this stuff, it is a Luciferian agenda that, in our opinion, Satan is in control of this realm that we're living in right now. He He got that right from the Garden of Eden through the deception of Eve. And now... The, the followers of the way, as Sean would call it, or the followers of Christ, we have to take this realm back legally. And this is why it can't be taken back through a revolution or through arms or nope. through through rounding up everybody and executing them, which would be, I guess, a quick way to do it. But, but when you ask yourself, how come nobody's doing anything about anything that's going on? Nobody's doing a fucking thing. And it's like, this is... In our opinion, why it has to be done legally through the the uh, the the what is it the court and church the church's court right so, and I'm I'm glad you brought this up Ron because I'm hoping that Sean can touch on this a little bit yeah uh, more because you were you you had mentioned before that you know uh, in order to beat true evil you have to beat it with true evil so I was hoping if you in that yeah. kind of I no like I, I don't okay so I don't agree with that and I think that's one of the one of the um, very interesting aspects of devolution because you didn't have to confront them with two evil. So basically the premise behind it is that the system that they put in place, and again, there's biblical reference for this because there's nothing new under the sun. You have to go back to scripture and look, where has this happened before? Okay. And it has happened before with Haman and the, and the gallows. So what's happening here is the system. And I'll just use, um, um, Musk in, um, what is it? His, uh, <laughs> What, Starlink? No, just the social media. Oh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. All right. So look at that example, something that they had used and weaponized against <clears throat> against people, mankind, now got used against them. So there's an example. And I, I would fully expect to, in time to see more and more of those similar type situations, whether it be YouTube 
or um, other platforms or just governments, just their system they created, just turn it on them. So you're not fighting evil with evil. That's not going to work that way. And the other thing is these different battles throughout scripture. So the beasts of the field, the enemies of God's um, descendants of Adam and Eve are constantly a battle throughout the Old Testament. Now, that never works. And part of it is, he tells you, when they were supposed to take down the giants in the, in the promised land, um, they didn't live up to their end of it. He said, listen, you're going to be able to take so many of them down within your own power and might. And there's others you can only do with my help. So don't go having a, a party and thinking, you know, it's all about you and, and you'll, you're going to defeat them and put me on the back burner, which they did. And we, he says, you're going to find yourself in a situation down the road um, if you don't follow the instructions. So that applies today. So the awareness, the awakening of the people of the world to take back what's theirs. There's only there's so much we can do, and there's some of this that only God could do. But we better keep them in the equation, because if we don't, it's, it's a legal part of this. Then the enemy has a right to come and accuse us of certain things and prevent us from moving forward, because he's the accuser. And that's the way this, this thing unfolds. Um, there... So when I, I'm, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but sure. when I said to uh, to be evil, you have to use true evil. Um, in, in a sense, what I meant by that is exactly what you were saying is not is because we haven't been able to do it in the past is because we are not truly evil and we can't Correct. we can't do that. So Correct. in a sense, what you're saying is, is you take a mirror and you shine the evil right back on them without yep. having to become evil yourself. You just use what they're already using against them. They created it. Yeah. And the other thing, the new world order. I, I would say the new world order is the old world order. In other words, they're trying to get back to the positions and the authority they had prior to Adam and Eve. Yeah, and the new the new world order is not new by any stretch. This is the old world order that goes back all the way to the beginning of biblical times, in our opinion. Way well, before. Opinion, yeah. There was an event that occurred that they were driven underground. Uh, okay, so... Uh, they're trying it. to get back up here. <laughs> Right. So legally, hollow, legally, this has got to be done legally. So hollow earth might hold some ground then. Um, well, if for those that are saying, well, we're in a, we're in a um, religious war and reference the scripture and stuff. Um, why wouldn't that be on the table? Oh, I, I absolutely about believe it's that. on the table. Like, I don't know if you've read on what's scrolling, but, you know, like I started off as a flat earther, but I wouldn't say I'm a flat earther. That's just an umbrella term because I believe that we live on a flat simulated hollow uh, realm that was created by God. Okay. And, and in that realm, there are, there are, there are, hmm. Again, well, I don't want to go down too many <laughs> different rabbit trails here, but no, that's uh, just, I would encourage I like. folks to, to get into reading reading some of the other books that were taken out of scripture that are referenced, um, that are in there. Um, it, it does a very good job at detailing some of this. And again, people, folks have got to do their own research, especially when it comes to the spiritual stuff. We're talking about awakening and your eyes being awakened and what it takes. Um, everybody's different. I can tell you, having one that read, been through scripture many, 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 many times, um, God's who makes you aware of the truth in there. You're not just going to go in there and walk away and like, ah, I understand all this. It's something reveals to you over time um, when you commit the time. 
right and, that's and when you're ready and when you're ready to perceive it too because how many times have you been like i don't know hanging out with your wife or a best friend and they tell you something so many times and then it just takes yeah. the right person to tell you the exact same thing and you're like oh my god yeah and then you go tell your wife and she's like i told you that four fucking times already. right it's the yeah. same thing yeah. and the other thing it's one thing Sips talks about you know knowing of somebody or actually knowing them now i could know of um a famous person but knowing them are two different things so it says, don't just know who I am, develop a relationship with me. And it says, the only way you're going to do that is by reading what I gave you. Yeah. And we encourage people to uh, look into the book of Enoch. Now we know the book of Enoch has gotten a lot of airplay lately, uh, <laughs> but, but they got to look at that, look at that. And they got to look at the full Apocrypha. Now these are the books that were taken out of the Bible when, uh, well, when the Vatican, when the Vatican probably, uh, when when the Vatican uh, adopted Christianity as their uh, as their religion, uh, and not only that, but the King James, the King James version of the Bible. Now, I know Sean is a fan of the King James Bible, but That's what we got? <laughs> well, well, right, but it's also a Bible that was edited by the Church of England, also, and that's why you know I came across Catalyst. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's called the Alpha and Omega. Bible something has Sean have you ever heard of that no yeah something I came across recently and it has all all the other books that were deleted from the Bible are part of that and uh, and I saw a post on Instagram the other day where somebody had found uh like a two or three hundred year old Bible that was complete it had nothing missing out of it and I thought that was pretty interesting well we got too. a friend who he has a family Bible that's been sent down through the generations it's got all the missing books in it you so, kidding me Oh my yeah, God. They're, they're all in there. On that. It's like, it, it's almost, that's going to be 10 inches deep. So when they took these out, I'm not even quite sure anymore when that happened because he has them in his version. Right. Um, and, and how many books were taken out? Because we know that the Vatican has that has huge them. library yeah. underneath it with who knows how many books that will never see the light of day. Right. So to, to that point, um, we're never going to have all of it, I don't think. But we have enough. If you spend time in it, and you spend time with God, you'll start. I mean, you'll start getting. He'll find a way to communicate with you. Trust me. Um, it happens. I, so, I, I didn't mean to get uh, on God here, but it is kind of important, especially through the times that we're living through right now and everything. And you say that you know, I've heard you talk about going to different churches and whatnot. Um, is church still a good place for people to build a relationship with God, or is it all just no matter what church you're going to, it's going to be about money and how to get more people in the seats? I'd hate to say across the board, no, because some people have that's what they've needed. But the modern church we have today is not in scripture. Ecclesia, it wasn't a building. It was you, this show right now is Ecclesia, it's church. So yeah. there's no tithing in the New Testament because there were no people in a position that they were getting paid for what they taught. So that, that's all nonsense in the church. Tithe 10%, come to my building. It's not in the New Testament. It's nowhere to be found. The synagogues were in the Old Testament, and they had the, the Levitical family, and all they did was perform a service, and they didn't have um, jobs. And so that's how they supported them. But that's, that's all gone. Jesus didn't create a church. God, there's, there's none. It, it's ecclesia. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's probably, there's probably a lot of other information too that uh, from these books that have been uh, scrubbed from the Bible. Uh, it's just, it's just another version of censorship. It was just early, early uh, medieval censorship. I mean, uh, I have a theory that this is why the library of Alexandria was burnt to the ground. 
I think, I think the I think the Christian, well, not the Christians, but the Romans had gone in there. Now that we know the Romans had uh, relationships with the Egyptians, the pharaohs, uh, uh, Cleopatra and Mark Anthony, for one. And I think that all, there was a lot of books, like like sacred writings and scrolls and scripture, that were housed in the Library of Alexandria. I think that was looted by the Vatican, by the Roman army, taken to Rome. And these are what we hear about when we hear about the Vatican Library that nobody has access to. Oh, so, so you they think have they a just lot of jacked them all and then took them, took them. They, to they, they, they hijacked it and they and they lit the building on fire to cover their tracks. <clears throat> yeah, it makes so, perfect sense. It's the yeah. old old tale of insurance fraud, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. I try to get people. One of the things that happened in the Old Testament, I talked about they didn't overtake their enemies. It was fear based. Don't be fearful. You're not gonna you're not gonna fight the battle the way it needs to be fought if you're fearful of these things. And what's coming because we win in the end um and there's a mystery to part of it see because i don't think we're living the conventional thought on this is and i was taught for that time i was in church the book of revelation is about the time we're living right now uh, it doesn't seem so i don't believe that i think, I think we're past coming. i think we're past i think we're past the thousand year reign of christ yeah. and i think we're past revelation we we are in a, a different yeah I, I think that came and passed. It well, we're in the time in generation. We're in the time that that Lucifer sits on the throne. That's so where we are right now. You've got the time of of the rapture, and then you've got the end of days. They're not the same. So you'll ask people in church, say, "Ah, oh, yeah, we're living the end times." Okay, but you think we're living the rapture? Well, those are two different events. There's a thousand year, at least a thousand years between those two time frames. So which is it now? The times we're living don't appear to be like they're playing out the way that Revelation says that they would. So if you go to Enoch, which was the book written about the end of days, it starts to make more sense. And it's talking about a system of evil that's running the world that is getting dismantled and that they are being destroyed one by one. And we're seeing that. And this is all part of the devolution. Yep. Steve, we're, we're, I really need to go back and read the book of Enoch. I told I, I had uh, Julia from Cosmic Peach on and I told her that I was going to go back and dive deep into that book. And she said, well, hang on, wait until mid-January and listen to my Nephilim album or Nephilim series and then go read the book of Enoch. And so I've been waiting for that. But I'm itching, man, because like uh, it does. Did Jesus already return? Are we still waiting for him? Is it to be decided? Is he going to return like through AI? A lot of people are saying that the that uh, the the um the Antichrist is actually going to be AI, and it probably already is because it's something that we can't I, live without and we all use. Yeah, I, I think that's already been developed and perfected. And again, look down, don't look up. There's, it's a distraction from what what um what they what really have and what they've done as to what they want us to believe where they're at and all this. Um, so I would, I would just encourage you to get into Enoch yesterday. Don't waste time. Just get into it. it. Whatever she has to compliment it, that's all well and good. But get into it and start to understand, have the perspective going into it of what's going on here, that it's, it's giving you uh, words are important above and beneath. So it's talking about two different places, and it'll start to resonate and make more sense for you. Okay, awesome. So I'm definitely going to probably tonight, I'm going to start, I'm going to download awesome. it and start listening to it because I obtain more that way. But um, so uh, I did ask, like, uh, 
how do you think uh, Jesus will return? I mean, obviously this is speculation, but through your research and everything and these puzzle pieces that you're putting together, do you have some sort of a picture of what that might look like? So I, I believe now go back to when he was crucified. Okay. He, it says he de descended into the bowels of the earth for three days. Okay. He went down before he went up, before he ascended. Right. Where's he going? Okay. So it says he's on the right hand of God as our advocate. And it also says, greater will you do than I did because I'm on the right hand of God and you had the Holy Spirit. So there's a part of this I've been waiting for that God's going to start revealing some of the supernatural warfare um, in his direct involvement that we haven't seen yet. It's got to be a part of it at some point here. So I think Jesus is up serving his role. It, it's So if the Old Testament is is God, the New Testament is Jesus, if we're living this time now, then I don't think it's far-fetched to think this is the time of the Holy Spirit. And that's what not is not talked about. Much. And you know what? I had, I had a theory on that, too, that, you know, uh, the elite people, you know, the people with money that are developing all this AI. Now, we know that the AI can be used for good, but, you know, AI also can be used for transhumanism, where they want to get rid of people and then have us all in, in a simulated world, which, which I, I know sometimes I believe we're already in a simulation. Right. But they they have to develop AI to the point because they know that they're going to need it to combat. Say for when Jesus comes back, because he will be so powerful, there's nothing that they have could ever combat him. And I don't think that there would be any AI that would be able to combat him either. So, I mean, that's just one of my theories of why that why the heavy push for AI now I... to do some of the crazy stuff that that we know it can do. I mean, not only to uh, to make up deep fakes. Uh, to read all your posts and give you the COVID-19 banners. Uh, just very small examples. But we, what, what have we heard about? Project Bluebeam. They're going to give us a fake alien invasion. Well, they're also talking, and I forget what it's called, but we've all heard that they're going to simulate the second coming of Christ and holog I, I holographically think... with AI to get people to think that that is him to gain them into their side. I don't know. It's, it's it's a very it's a very dark arts plan that they have, and I think people need to you know we need to start adopting the old ways, and I think we need to start adopting. Of course, you know I'm old. Sean's actually not that much younger than I am. What about the same age? Yeah. So uh, so so we grew up in a time of the of the good old days before technology, before any of this craziness, before the way before the internet, and. Uh, and people need to start adopting some of those some of those things and go back and start reading some books that are a thousand years old or two thousand years old. I'd also like to add on the AI thing. Um, it seems to me that they are desperate to find a way to avoid the judgment that's coming their way. That was my question. I'm so glad you just brought that up. Have you guys looked into 2045.com at all? Mm -mm. Never heard of it. Uh, as soon as I mean, write that down if you have a pen and go check this out. As soon as we get off of here, it's it's a it's a company. It's more than one company. It's a group of companies that are doing research into um, basically how to take your consciousness and put it into um, AI so that you can essentially live forever. And this is a legitimate company. They have millions and millions of dollars. They've already done a lot of shit. You go to this website. It shows you the other companies that pay for this shit, the backing, their accomplishments to this day. Well, that's and transcendence. They're, they're already they're there. talking about transcendence, and they yeah. can they can and, shatter. You know, like they shatter this the um, the the psyche on an MK Ultra. Mm -hmm. They can shatter a soul. They can compartmentalize it as well. 
Yeah. yeah. So, and, and so my theory is on this whole 2045 thing and the transhumanism agenda is you said they're trying to avoid judgment. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to hide their consciousness into something that they feel that God can't get to. Correct. Legally, because, oh, it's not that biological thing that, you know, that yeah. we took. Yeah, yeah we Correct. actually taught, we actually touched on that. on that. Yeah, we touched on that in one of our shows, like, like as far as transhumanism goes and transcendence, uh, putting your uh, basically your soul into a jar, right? Mm-hmm. When you do that, right? Will you still have a soul? That was one of my biggest questions. And not only that, when we talk about cloning, right? So I'm still on the fence with that. But uh, does your clone have a soul? And what soul is going to win out? I don't know. Well, your soul you, has a spirit. It gets complicated. <laughs> you can get so deep on that yeah. subject. You could literally talk for hours and hours and get nowhere. But it's interesting to think about and just ponder that. Like when, when you transcend, your body goes away, your consciousness goes into a simulation, uh, into AI where you, where you're living in, you know, it could be the most beautiful place you've ever seen in your life. Right. That doesn't really exist. Are you still going to have a soul? Are you still going to have morals? Are they going to be able to be able to manipulate you to do, to do their bidding again like what they've been working for thousands of years to do to us now. So this is a contingent upon the decisions you've made while you're still alive, right. whether you can be touched in that fashion or not. So that's why it's important to come to terms with this while you're still living. You have an mm. opportunity to make a decision because it's it's uh, your free will to do so. It's really I, interesting how how long, uh, and I'm sorry, Catalyst, I'll, I'll let go you ahead. go in a second, but it's really interesting how that a lot of people spend their lifetime trying to figure out death. It, I mean, really, it's fear. Yeah. So everything that you do, like, like, say, uh, a very religious or a pious person. Oh, I can't do that because what's going to happen after death? Everything that you do in life is based on what's going to happen to you once you die. I guess that's the biggest question is what happens after that. That's something none of us know the answer to. So the inter- on, on that front, when you start having these interactions with God and while you're living and you see how true they are and then the political thing that's going on and the connections and, and how it relates, you, you, you can see he's telling you what you can expect. You're, you're here for a time to, to serve in this army, um, a role that I will reveal to you. And as a reward, when this is all said and done for being a part of it, then there's unspeakable kind of things to come. Um, oh, in terms of, you know, what, what that looks like, because we're, we're seeing things through, um, you know, very dark shade classes here, because it's just all we know is evil. We don't know what true non-fear living is all about. Um, I feel like we did before we came here. I also feel like uh, we chose to came to come when we I did. agree. I agree. I, it I says I knew like you were born. Yeah, I'm definitely here in this specific time in history for a reason because I chose to be, and that's why I'm. I, that's why I do this show. I'm out here trying. So, to... along those lines, think about that. We agreed, and we also would know nothing when we entered into it, and there's a chance that we wouldn't make it back on the right side. There's no guarantees in this thing. If you think along those lines, there's no guarantees if you get dropped down in here. Yeah, Catalyst, I think you would agree that. When that COVID agenda came out, this is what opened up all of our eyes and our people in our podcasting circle. Because if COVID never happened and this new world order agenda didn't rear its head in the fashion that it did, none of us would be doing this. 
so 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 we've oh. so, so we have chosen as our little side projects and not really side projects for some of us to get out there do these shows talk about these subjects get the information out there and help wake people up right now we say that some people can't be wake woken up and that's true however if we can change 10% 5% whatever i mean eventually like sean says everything's going to act like a domino and during this devolution plan all all the outside is being peeled away and and eventually we're going to get down we're going to get down to the center and we're going to be able to defeat whatever it is that they got going against us. So this is just my opinion on this, but it, it works as an illustration, and it was kind of interesting. Do you, um, when I saw this, do you remember who is that uh, McNamara, the spokesperson that Trump had? That oh, woman, uh, yeah, okay, Andy uh, McEnany. Mac- McEnany, okay. yeah. So do you remember now? Devolution. We're still talking about it's being it's put being put in place by humans, right? So God says some very specific things in Scripture about my people perish for lack of knowledge. Um, you don't have because you don't ask. I mean, those are all rules to this. The Bible is it's a set of rules in there. Okay. So this military operation, which is you're not going to read about, and it's one of the reasons why I think they may have gone down to Mar Lago. They're looking for documents, right? They're trying to find what is coming against them. One hundred percent. So if you watch McNamara, is that her name? Kaylee McEnany. Uh, Kaylee. Okay. McEnany. Now look the way she operated on in front of the pulpit, right? When she's up there. So they would ask her a question. And she would say, okay. And she went to that book, right? She flipped through and then she would hit them head on. Yep. Now that was, that's a playbook. And I think devolution works in the same fashion. They have a playbook based upon the moves of the cabal, right? So they're doing this. Let's look in our playbook and see how we react. We respond. Now, if you, if you figure into that, possibly quantum computing, that makes that crazy, right? Because they got a playbook that, that they're working through quantum computing. And to illustrate that, folks don't understand how that works. If you have all the computer power of the world 10 years ago, it's illustrated by the water coming through your faucet, right? That's collectively all computer power on the planet. Quantum computing would be Niagara Falls. Yes. In comparison, the water out of your faucet. So if they they have custody, if they have technology exists and is being utilized by devolution, which will be a military operation um, centralized in the United States. And then Space Force would be a part of that. Now, Trump created Space Force, right? So that's where all the intelligence goes through, three-letter agencies, military, it all goes through Space Force. So now what's the most powerful branch of the government now? Since this isn't a shooting war, it's informational war. Space Force is like really powerful. Right, and a lot of people don't understand what Space Force is, and they make fun of it, but it's really cyberspace oh, no. and, and security. Like, that's where all the that's war the front is lines. Fought, that's, right? that's where that's, the war is being fought right now. Right. That's why we're called digital soldiers is because we are on the – doing this show right now, we're on the battlefield. That's it. That's exactly it. So all of what you said and more. And if you start putting these pieces together, and that's what started to happen. I've seen these puzzle pieces start to find their place in the puzzle, and then – devolution started to make more sense and it's like we're not gonna be able to read about it because it's be classified and unlike the cabal who wrote about their plan because it's so arrogant for a couple hundred years right put it out there for everyone to read think ah we're gonna you know it's it's different on this side 
Right. And the quantum computing thing, really, it, that's, a, that's a whole other rabbit hole in itself. And, you, and then you find out about the black cube and then you're like, oh, that's some, you know, sci-fi crap, whatever. And then you hear Joe Biden <laughs> when he was running against Trump say that he has that Trump has the black cube. And you're mm. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did that just come out of his mouth? Is he is, did he what just about, say what I think he said? What about Biden saying um, we think I think Trump's using um, looking glass? That's what I meant to say is looking, well, yeah, looking glass. glass right? right. Right. We did a show on that. See, this is I, I don't I don't care if it's UFO conspiracies, if it's um, professional sports conspiracies, um, serial killers. I'm telling you, it's all linked together. Okay? Absolutely. This, this evil is all linked together. And um, that's why the reveal, I think, as time goes on, we're going to start seeing more and more how that's interconnected. And the whole thing about um, what was interesting about uh, um, Looking Glass was now we did a show on it and I looked into it at the time, but it was like it didn't go beyond the year 2012 is where I think it stopped. Like it, back to when the what was it? The Maya calendar ceased right. to exist. And this thing seems to have stopped based on some, some information of a, a guy who was part of the program that came out. Did you, have you ever looked into that? No, I haven't. That sounds really interesting to me though. There was somebody actually involved with this program that's uh, whistleblowing or what? Yeah. I think back in the eighties and nineties or so, it's not religiously based at all, but he was talking about how he's part of it and it had to do with being clairvoyant and how they could see into the future, but kind of vaguely, but they would put things in motion and watch how it projected out 100 years down the road through this, you know, crystal ball, is it? You know, is it right. that kind of a thing? So it wasn't a precise thing, but it was something that apparently might have been used for a long time. Um, and they no longer had it. But from what he said, it didn't work after 2012 anyways. So all what he, and don't quote me on this, but I'm trying to remember back. The, the thing was, was that there was a dynamic that was going to unfold in the world. And it had to do with, two huge puzzle pieces being United States and Russia and how this thing ended was, was determined by the relationship between those two countries. So if Russia and United States, if they were on the same page and became friendly with one another, as opposed to that wedge that's been put in, right. then the outcome was different. So in the way I look at it in the world is like I talk about the seal close tied in and, and other parts of it. God put things in order. There's laws concerning the laws of nature Right. You go out there and influence nature in certain ways. And as long as you're impacting it um, and continue to impact it, you can affect it. But as soon as you walk out of that, your, your influence, what happens? It comes it goes back. back to normal. Right. OK, so evil, that's a pendulum that they've got to keep pushed up in that evil. In uh, up in that that. Um, right. And they, they have to keep feeding it. They're going to have to keep the thing pushed up and keep it in that location. And that's a constant battle for them to do. So it's fear-based, it's, it's, it's chaos-based, um, and they have to keep that there. And it's so and one of the things that happened, I believe, that you saw when Trump became president was that the pendulum started to swing back down. It comes back very quickly, and it doesn't take a whole lot to get those things to start working because God put the order in place. And right. removing he was, their he influence. was dismantling what they've taken years and years to accomplish. Exactly. So devolution, so dismantling, right? So see how quickly— and that's yeah. why they're moving so fast. I mean, how many executive orders did Biden sign his first day in office? You know, he's right. there, I, he, with a pen. I don't even know what I'm signing, you know? So I, I believe a lot of this stuff that they pump through the television on the news, it seems like it. Oh, they're trying to knock us down. 
I don't think they even care about keeping us down. We're it's keeping their side um, believing a lie. They've got to keep their side motivated so that they continue to believe what they fed them. Right. More because so they're than, not going to get the people that are awake to go back to sleep. It no, it's not about us. I think those headlines more about them and they, they, they've got to keep that pendulum pushed in that direction and hold it there. Cause it goes, once they let go of it, even a little bit, things start to change very quickly. So what did you, you, you kind of, I didn't know anything about this. What you were speaking of is, is in Project Looking Glass, and it kind of depended on how uh, the relationship was between the United States and Russia. And if they've had this from the gate since before you and I were even born and they've been looking into this, then it makes sense. This whole uh, why we've hated Russia since before I was the born. Cold War. So we yeah. did a show on this. So it goes back, I believe, based on my research, it's because the missing 10 tribes of Israel are in Russia and the United States primarily. And, so, and it's funny because Putin talks about uh, uh, Tartaria. He's, yeah. he's brought that up. And there's also mentions that uh, during uh, the next um, uh, uh, dang it, uh, Antarctic Treaty event that's coming up this year, that Putin is going to back out of the treaty. That he's, Interesting. He's, he's taking Russia out of the treaty. Interesting. So, so they claim to have the robe. I'm trying to remember. The Vatican says that they have the um, what did they call it there that that um, Christ had the oh you're talking about the shroud of Turin shroud of Turin they can, but but Russia claims to have the robe of the king or something so again it seems to me based on looking glass and just other research the way the migration took place pay attention when you're when you're in to Enoch about white black and red. Those are the three races that exist in the world, Mongoloid, Negroid, and Caucasoid. Um, it, it, pretty self-explanatory, but um, you've got the migration out of, and again, we covered this on the show, out of um, Europe of the missing 10 tribes. The two tribes that are in Israel right now, Judah and Levi, um, they make it sound like all 12 tribes went back to Israel. They never did. Ten of them were, were scattered thousands of years ago, and they didn't want God anyways, and they didn't hold on to their identity, but the, they're your white race that exist and it can be lineage. You can follow it back directly to Russia, but then the migrants out of Europe that founded the United States. So you've got this is a religious war. The two tribes of Judah and Levi, they've already been compromised. They're in Israel. They're part of the problem right now. So how is this going to be won back legally? It's going to be through the missing 10 tribes. They were given, that was their inheritance. Now it, it Jesus comes in, the whole, one of the reasons I think behind the cross and the blood and all that about Jesus is there was a point where race was a big deal, I think, back in the day. And the Old Testament time, even the New Testament time, and he was there to say, listen, it doesn't matter anymore. I make you all clean, right? Because we're talking about the race and the way color that they, the weds are using now, they were using it back then as well. So it's all clean. You can't go by what someone looks like, but there is, there is something to the bloodlines that you can you can follow back in time that they're worried about because it was blessings and curses associated with those bloodlines. Now under COVID, listen, they took everybody's DNA, right? Or most people, what kind of genetic research? They know exactly where people are. Yeah. I had a theory that they were actually looking for a particular group of people through the use of the PCR test. Why wouldn't you? Because yeah. the scripture says I bless this group and I curse this group. And this is the history of this group. You know, there's something that God said, listen, I'm going to do this through this particular bloodline. You don't think they're cognizant of that, right? Well, I find so I it interesting it. because are they looking for all the RH negatives? There's something to do uh, yeah. with the RH negative, especially the O negative thing. That is oh. a big thing. 
So I posted something um, back in early December on Instagram, and it was a, um, a conversation between Hitler and one of his soldiers. Now, I don't I can't verify if this is a conversation that actually took place or not, but it was it was transcribed. And so I I took the transcript and I made it into a meme. It was very lengthy and I posted it. And of course, they took it down within 20 minutes because it, it was Hitler. Um, but he was saying if the bloodline uh, realizes who they truly are, then this war is over tomorrow. That's and what they're worried about. That's what this is all about, the awakening. That's eventually gets back to that point. That's why they won't let you talk about certain subjects and why they've protected themselves on the cloak of, um, well, anti-Semitic rhetoric, for example, because that's eventually where this conversation is going to go back to. So are you aware that just because that Judaism is a is a religion and not a bloodline? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because okay. the, the the big thing is 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 Kanye's out there. Uh, if he would just change the words up, then people would take him a lot more seriously because he's trying to blanket it under Jews, and it's not Jews. Is what's happening is the evil people mm -hmm. that he's talking about have infiltrated the Jews and Correct. are hiding behind the but, Jewish name. Yeah. Did and, you listen to? A, uh, that, well, that's where all my research that I still do on the Kazarian Empire okay. uh, comes from, where they're uh, considered the thirteenth tribe because they adopted Judaism. They created uh, it. So, so they're not Hebrews like in any way. The, no, no. The, they're the Babylonians. Yeah. But now this is the thing back to Kanye. So, again, we covered this in the show. And I did ask people back and pay attention to that. But did you know he made the statement about the missing 12 tribes? Uh, I did not hear that statement. So and he uh, said 12, which I thought was interesting. 12. Yeah. All right. So here about two months ago, he was on Tucker Carlson and he gave an interview. And, uh, is that show labeled as such? Are they going to be able to pull that away? Know which one? No, that's into detail on that. No, that's on there. Uh, it's on, but it says they can find. Okay. So he makes a statement about uh, the 12 tribes of Israel are the black race. And they cut the segment. And they cut it. They said it because it was tied to a comment of Margaret Sanger. But it wasn't. I don't believe it had to do with that statement about the 12 tribes. Now think of what he said. Th this is a racial thing. It's a color thing. There's no way you can get around it in scripture. And you can see that in Enoch, white, black, and red. Okay. So if he makes a statement about the 12 tribes and they're actually, they're the Negro tribes, that's crazy, okay? From the standpoint of, are we trying to understand that we've had this all wrong all this time? Now, he also changed his name. Do you know what he changed it to? Was it Yay, right? Y-E-Yay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and so, he also used to call it because uh, Jay-Z used to call himself Hova, which was short for Jehovah. And then he called himself uh, Yeezy, which was uh, a spinoff of Jesus. OK, so the, the name change is significant. So I started looking into that and thought it was some tied to Judaism or something. It wasn't. It wasn't even tied to Hebrew. It was tied to it's an African name. And it means firstborn son. Interesting. So, you go back and you start going, okay, where, where this is this linkage? And I uh, just encourage you to to do some research into uh, Jacob and Esau in Scripture. Jacob said, I loved Esau. I hated their bloodlines. They're not just brothers, twins. It's the whole twin thing again. Um, so one of them ended up, um, one of them had hair like a goat. Just leave it at that. And it says he was becoming a giant. Or like a squatch. A squatch. So, Because we taught you, believe it or not, we think there's a biblical element to Sasquatch, and people can laugh. Oh, I, I've got the research to that. There'll be a time. But we have done a ton, a ton of reading and, and talking about that. Yep. Ron, I've never, done, I've never done a, a, a full-on Bigfoot or Sasquatch episode. I've 
just briefly touched on cryptids. I, and I know that's your alley. I would love to get you back on before the year's over to uh, go into that. Yeah. Now we'll consider David and Goliath's story, right? So we're told David was the giant. I mean, Goliath was the Goliath, giant. Yeah. yeah. So he just looks like us. He's just bigger. <laughs> no. No, he was he was probably one of these beasts from the, the field. East, beast of the field. Exactly. And he saw hair, hair yeah. like a goat. They did. So, yeah. It's big hairy beast. Okay. Yeah. Listen, they have a legal right to be here. We're going to touch on that in some of our shows that are coming up as to most likely what they are, why they're here, why they have a legal right to be here, um, and how they're going to figure into some of the upcoming events, I believe, in the near future. Yeah. So, and, we're, and we're talking about Sasquatch. We're not going to talk about this seeing Sasquatch encounters, nothing about that. We are going to dig deep into the possible origins of Sasquatch, where he came from, and what his legal biblical right to be here is, is. and why he is to this day protected. protected. Ooh, I love it. I fucking love it. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> so, guys, we we just kind of scratched the surface on a lot of things that they dig really deep into. So I, I highly recommend going and checking out the Wicked Planet podcast if you want to hear more about, like, everything that we've been talking here, about the rules, the laws of these biblical things that we're talking about, more in-depth devolution talk for sure than we got on here. Uh, you're going to find that and a lot more over at Wicked Planet. These guys are fucking amazing. I love listening to you guys every week so uh it, it we come up an hour and a half always comes and goes like so quick i need to maybe start doing longer shows but uh sean it was your first time uh coming on somebody else's podcast and i am truly honored that you chose the white rabbit to do so um before i let you guys go uh can you tell us uh, uh where to find you and what we can expect in the future well i'll i'll step in on this one because you're not going <laughs> to find anonymous sean anywhere no except for on the wicked planet and when and when I can convince him to come in and do some other shows and and I and I told him right up front catalyst that he was really going to enjoy talking to you I, I I think the world to you and I you know I know everything you've been going through you're still holding it together keeping the show rocking and rolling so so uh, we encourage you to keep doing that and I always love to get together with you because it's not my first time on ah. the rabbit. And uh, so, so Sean can be, uh, if anybody has questions for Sean, reach uh, out to Ron. yeah, they could just reach out to me at Ron from new England or the wicked planet podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm back on Twitter. It's Ron from N E real simple. And our email is the wicked planet podcast at gmail.com. So, uh, and we have a telegram chat too, but uh, if anybody uh, is, uh, you know, interested in talking to Sean or having some questions for him or whatever, I'll, I'll take the info and we'll address it on the air. We're going to talk about a few emails and some stuff tonight here when we start into our show in probably 45 minutes. So, uh, yeah, but Catalyst Jones, thank you so much for having us on. I always enjoy coming on with you. Uh, we do a lot of talking off the air, uh, which I really enjoy. I, we, we have quite a, quite of a circle of podcasters that, that we stay in uh, pretty frequent touch with, so I'd like to keep that up. Uh, one thing I would like you to do, though, that uh, DM me that post that you did with the Hitler's conversation. I would really like to take a look at that. Yeah, I, I man, I went through and purged a bunch of stuff from my phone. A, a okay, well, if ago. if you Hopefully can I find it, have it if yeah, I, it, well, well, if you can find it, send it to me. I'd really like to take a look at that. 
Actually, you know what? I DM'd it to some people, so I will be able to find it. Um, so, guys, uh, with that, you know how we end the show. Uh, you guys can feel free to hop off if you want to, but uh, we end the show with a music video. So we're going to go ahead and jump into that right now. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of White Rabbit. Keep digging down those rabbit holes. How it feels so real How it, how it 